This is Rich Jones, host of Jacksonville's Morning News, heard weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. Thanks for listening to our Jacksonville's Morning News podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and the Mark K Show. Don't forget, head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. WOKV News time is 6.07, and as we are looking on, we see President Trump... Approaching the stay, uh, approaching the microphones, and just thanking some of the veterans in attendance. So let's take you there live to Normandy, France, as President Trump addresses the 75th anniversary of the D Day invasion. President Macron, Mrs. Macron, and the people of France, to the First Lady of the United States and members of the United States Congress. To distinguished guests, veterans, and my fellow Americans, we are gathered here on freedom's altar, on these shores, on these bluffs, on this day 75 years ago. 10,000 men shed their blood and thousands sacrificed their lives for their brothers, for their countries, and for the survival of liberty. Today, we remember those who fell, and we honor all who fought right here in Normandy. They won back this ground for civilization to more than 170 veterans of the Second World War who join us today, you are among the very greatest Americans who will ever live. You are the pride of our nation. You are the glory of our republic. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Here with you are over 60 veterans who landed on D-Day. Our debt to you is everlasting. Today, we express our undying gratitude. When you were young, these men enlisted their lives in a great crusade, one of the greatest of all times. Their mission is the story of an epic battle and the ferocious, eternal struggle between good and evil. On the 6th of June, 1944, they joined a liberation force of awesome power and breathtaking scale. After months of planning, the Allies had chosen this ancient coastline to mount their campaign to vanquish the wicked tyranny of the Nazi Empire from the face of the Earth. The battle began in the skies above us, in those first tense midnight hours, 1,000 aircraft roared overhead, 
with 17,000 Allied airborne troops preparing to leap into the darkness beyond these trees. Then came dawn. The enemy who had occupied these heights saw the largest naval armada in the history of the world. Just a few miles offshore were 7,000 vessels bearing 130,000 warriors. They were the citizens of free and independent nations united by their duty to their compatriots into millions yet unborn. There were the British whose nobility and fortitude saw them through the worst of Dunkirk and the London Blitz. The full violence of Nazi fury was no match for the full grandeur of British pride. Thank you. There were the Canadians whose robust sense of honor and loyalty compelled them to take up arms alongside Britain from the very, very beginning. There were the fighting Poles, the tough Norwegians, and the intrepid Aussies. There were the gallant French commandos, soon to be met by thousands of their brave countrymen ready to write a new chapter in the long history of French valor. And finally, there were the Americans. They came from the farms of a vast heartland, the streets of glowing cities, and the forges of mighty industrial towns. Before the war, many had never ventured beyond their own community. Now they had come to offer their lives half a world from home. This beach, codenamed Omaha, was defended by the Nazis with monstrous firepower, thousands and thousands of mines and spikes driven into the sand so deeply. It was here that tens of thousands of the Americans came the GIs who boarded the landing craft that morning knew that they carried on their shoulders not just the pack of a soldier, but the fate of the world. Colonel George Taylor, whose 16th Infantry Regiment would join in the first wave, was asked what would happen if the Germans stopped Right then and there, cold on the beach just stopped them. What would happen? This great American replied, why, the 18th Infantry is coming in right behind us. The 26th Infantry will come on too. Then there is the 2nd Infantry Division, already afloat, and the 9th Division, and the 2nd Armored, and the 3rd Armored, and all the rest, maybe the 16th won't make it, 
but someone will. One of those men in Taylor's 16th Regiment was Army medic Ray Lambert. Ray was only 23, but he had already earned three Purple Hearts and two Silver Stars fighting in North Africa and Sicily, where he and his brother Bill, no longer with us, served side by side. In the early morning hours, the two brothers stood together on the deck of the USS Henrico before boarding two separate Higgins landing craft. If I don't make it, Bill said, please, please take care of my family. Ray asked his brother to do the same. Of the 31 men on Ray's landing craft, only Ray and six others made it to the beach. There were only a few of them left. They came to the sector right here below us. Easy Red, it was called. Again and again, Ray ran back into the water. He dragged out one man after another. He was shot through the arm. His leg was ripped open by shrapnel. His back was broken. He nearly drowned. He had been on the beach for hours, bleeding and saving lives, when he finally lost consciousness. He woke up the next day on a cot beside another badly wounded soldier. He looked over and saw his brother Bill. They made it. They made it. They made it. At 98 years old, Ray is here with us today with his fourth Purple Heart and his third Silver Star from Omaha. Ray, the free world salutes you. We're bringing you live coverage on Jacksonville's morning news. President Trump speaking in Normandy, France. We'll get you back to normal programming with weather and traffic just ahead. But we do want to bring you this historic address from Normandy as President Trump uh, moves behind the podium and uh, is headed over to that gentleman and shaking his hand. Speaking with Emmanuel Macron as well. with words of gratitude, likely. And the president uh, now headed back to the microphone. Let's listen in. Thank you, Ren. Nearly two hours in, unrelenting fire from these bluffs kept the Americans pinned down on the sand, now red with our hero's blood. Then, just a few hundred yards from where I'm standing, a breakthrough came. The battle turned, and with it, history. 
down on the beach, Captain Joe Dawson, the son of a Texas preacher, led Company G through a minefield to a natural fold in the hillside, still here. Just beyond this path, to my right, Captain Dawson snuck beneath an enemy machine gun perch and tossed his grenades. Soon, American troops were charging up Dawson's draw. What a job he did. What bravery he showed. Lieutenant Spaulding and the men from Company E moved on to crush the enemy's strong point on the far side of this cemetery and stop the slaughter on the beach below. Countless more Americans poured out across this ground all over the countryside. They joined fellow American warriors from Utah Beach and allies from Juneau, sword and gold, along with the Airborne and the French Patriots. Private First Class Russell Pickett of the 29th Division's famed 116th Infantry Regiment had been wounded in the first wave that landed on Omaha Beach. At a hospital in England, Private Pickett vowed to return to battle. I'm going to return, he said. I'm going to return. Six days after D-Day, he rejoined his company. Two-thirds had been killed already. Many had been wounded within 15 minutes of the invasion. They lost 19 just from the small town of Bedford, Virginia, alone. Before long, a grenade left Private Pickett, and he was gravely wounded, so badly wounded. Again, he chose to return. He didn't care. He had to be here. He was then wounded a third time and laid unconscious for 12 days. They thought he was gone. They thought he had no chance. Russell Pickett is the last known survivor of the legendary Company A. And today, believe it or not, he has returned once more to these shores to be with his comrades. Private Pickett, you honor us all with your presence. Would you believe it? He is able to stand with just barely any assistance. President Trump and President Macron. Oh, President Trump giving him a hug. As the two exchange words, the president holding him on both arms moves in for yet another embrace as President Macron stands by and applauds. Again, you're listening to live coverage of the D-Day anniversary, 75th commemoration on Jacksonville's morning news at 622. We'll get you uh, an update on weather and traffic once the president's comments have concluded. Tough guy. By the fourth week of August, Paris was liberated.
Some were landed here, pushed all the way to the center of Germany. Some threw open the gates of Nazi concentration camps to liberate Jews who had suffered the bottomless horrors of the Holocaust. And some warriors fell on other fields of battle, returning to rest on this soil for eternity. Before this place was consecrated to history, the land was owned by a French farmer, a member of the French resistance. These were great people. These were strong and tough people. His terrified wife waited out D-Day in a nearby house, holding tight to their little baby girl. The next day, a soldier appeared. I'm an American, he said. I'm here to help. The French woman was overcome with emotion and cried. Days later, she laid flowers on fresh American graves. Today, her granddaughter, Stephanie, serves as a guide at this cemetery. This week, Stephanie led 92-year-old Marion Wynn of California to see the grave of her brother, Don, for the very first time. Marion and Stephanie are both with us today, and we thank you for keeping alive the memories of our precious heroes. Thank you. And with each story that President Trump tells, he then leaves the microphone, takes seven or eight steps behind him to the group in attendance, and extends an arm, or both arms in cases, and embraces those who are there. And he's joined uh, with, uh, by rather, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron as they share brief exchanges with uh, those individuals that he points out and spotlights during these commemoration events. No significant traffic delays to speak of right now. We'll get you caught up on first alert traffic and the weekend outlook just ahead. 9,388 young Americans rest beneath the white crosses and stars of David arrayed on these beautiful grounds. Each one has been adopted by a French family that thinks of him as their own. They come from all over France to look after our boys. They kneel, they cry, they pray, they place flowers, and they never forget. Today, America embraces the French people and thanks you for honoring our beloved dead. Thank you. Thank you. To all of our friends and partners, our cherished alliance was forged 
in the heat of battle, tested in the trials of war, and proven in the blessings of peace. Our bond is unbreakable. From across the earth, Americans are drawn to this place as though it were a part of our very soul. We come not only because of what they did here, we come because of who they were. They were young men with their entire lives before them. They were husbands who said goodbye to their young brides and took their duty as their fate. They were fathers who would never meet their infant sons and daughters because they had a job to do. And with God as their witness, they were going to get it done. They came wave after wave without question, without hesitation, and without complaint. More powerful than the strength of American arms was the strength of American hearts. These men ran through the fires of hell, moved by a force no weapon could destroy. The fierce patriotism of a free, proud, and sovereign people. They battled not for control and domination, but for liberty, democracy, and self-rule. They pressed on for love and home and country, the main streets, the schoolyards, the churches, and neighbors, the families, and communities that gave us men such as these. They were sustained by the confidence that America can do anything because we are a noble nation with a virtuous people praying to a righteous God. The exceptional might came from a truly exceptional spirit. The abundance of courage came from an abundance of faith. The great deeds of an army came from the great depths of their love. As they confronted their fate, the Americans of the Allies placed themselves into the palm of God's hand. The men behind me will tell you that they are just the lucky ones. As one of them recently put it, all the heroes are buried here. But we know what these men did. We knew how brave they were. They came here and saved freedom. And then they went home and showed us all what freedom is all about. The American sons and daughters who saw us to victory were no less extraordinary in peace. They built families. They built industries. They built a national culture. 
that inspired the entire world in the decades that followed. America defeated communism, secured civil rights, revolutionized science, launched a man to the moon, and then kept on pushing to new frontiers. And today, America is stronger than ever before. Seven decades ago, the warriors of D-Day fought a sinister enemy who spoke of a thousand-year empire. In defeating that evil, they left a legacy that will last not only for a thousand years, but for all time. For as long as the soul knows of duty and honor, for as long as freedom keeps its hold on the human heart. To the men who sit behind me and to the boys who rest in the field before me, your example will never, ever grow old. Your legend will never die. Your spirit, brave, unyielding, and true, will never die. The blood that they spilled, the tears that they shed, the lives that they gave, the sacrifice that they made, did not just win a battle. It did not just win a war. Those who fought here won a future for our nation. They won the survival of our civilization. And they showed us the way to love, cherish, and defend our way of life for many centuries to come. Today, as we stand together upon this sacred Earth. We pledge that our nation will forever be strong and united. We will forever be together. Our people will forever be bold. Our hearts will forever be loyal. And our children and their children will forever and always be free. May God bless our great veterans. May God bless our allies. May God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. Thank you. Thank you very much. A moving tribute from President Trump to the veterans who are in attendance, calling them the very greatest Americans who will ever live and pride of our nation, saying they took their duty as their fate and ran through the fires of hell as President Trump embraces French President Emmanuel Macron and the two men with embraces for uh, each of the 35 veterans who stormed the beaches of Normandy who are on hand today, the 75th anniversary of Normandy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.